This week's episode of the CineScare podcast is brought to you by the Ugly Mug Coffee House in Burbank, California, the friendliest coffee house in town. Joe, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but people like to drink coffee. They do. I've heard that. Yeah. And that is true. Uh, when I drink coffee, I don't know how you do I Actually, I do know how you do it, and I'm going to tell you how you do it. Because when I drink coffee, I drink it black. I like it strong and black, nothing else in it. I don't put creeper in it. I don't put sugar in it, nothing else. And I know you. I remember from our days in Chicago, you yep. put lots of cream and lots of sugar in yours, right? You couldn't be any more wrong. That's bullshit. I remember no, that I, you used to do that. I like my coffee like I like my women. Ground up and in the freezer, oh. and then nothing added to it. Yeah. Well, no, I drink the, my coffee black at the Ugly Mug Coffee House. They will make your your coffee the way you want it. Whether you want it black, you can have it black. You want it ground up and in the freezer, it'll be ground up in the freezer. If you want a one of those little frou frou sweet drinks, you know, like like a blended drink or a hot latte or an iced coffee, whatever it is. They will make it the way you want it. And Joe, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm not, from, <laughs> you're not aware from now until October 31st, which would be what Halloween, October 31st, you can order any of their specialty drinks and ask them to make it Cinescare style and they will dress it up and make it all bloody and sweet and gooey. And it, believe me, it's great. And it, you should look them up. Actually, you should look them up on Instagram because we did a little collaboration with them where I dressed up as Michael Myers and we did a little promo for the drink. So if you are in Burbank or if you plan to come to Burbank, which you should, because we have a bunch of horror related things, we have a dark delicacies bookstore where I had my first uh, book signing. It's a horror bookstore. I'm going to have another book signing in January there. They also have Halloween Town, which is my favorite store in the world. They also have Camp Horror. They have Bearded Lady. They have a whole bunch of horror-related uh, themed stores. So you should come here, check those out, but make your first stop to the Ugly Mug Coffee House, the friendliest coffee house in town. <laughs> Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is the superfan, Mr. Mark Biscati. Good evening, everyone. And film journalist from JoeBlow.com, Mr. Jimmy O. James Oster. It's Halloween, guys. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween early, I have to say. Yep. It, it is Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Uh, this is our, I guess you could say... This is our Halloween episode of Cinescare Horror Podcast. Oh, there's that theme, Joe and Mark and I Jimmy. Hear it. I can hear, hear it in my bones. Are you guys getting scared? Or there's this one. There you go. Oh, this is good. Now, That's let me tell you something. This last week, I um, 
I went to this last weekend. I went to a place called the Sugar Mint. Oh, uh oh. What do we, what, what's, wait, what? What's, what do happened? we have here? What's, oh my God, we've been hacked. We've been. Ha what is going on here? I'm pretty sure I gave Jimmy a pretty specific directive <laughs> that he promised me that on our podcast, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, during the month of October, he would not be allowed to join any other horror-themed podcast. But here I am, casually strolling the internet, as I do, and find myself seeing Jimmy O right here on the Cinescare podcast. Aaron, 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 you know I break all the rules. You know I never follow the rules, ever. Come on. What are you, Jimmy? you, Jamie Foxx, you're breaking all the rules over here? I don't understand this, and I don't like yes. it. Not one bit. <laughs> Jimmy, you slut. <laughs> You've been whoring around the well, internet on a sandwich. Who is this guy? Is he cheating? Mark, Jimmy, you cheating on us? Is that what's happening right now? I, I, I mean, he's a good-looking guy, but come on. absolutely no idea what's going on. I don't on. know who he this guy is. He's got some great Mark, uh, Godzilla like behind him and all that kind of stuff. I appreciate well, allow that. Allow me to introduce myself. Uh, Mark, this is Aaron of Aaron and Abe's Out Now podcast. How you uh, doing, Aaron? Jimmy also okay. uh, uh, frequents as well and. Yeah. Uh, this was Aaron's great idea to <laughs> play a little prank on Jimmy. So, <laughs> so well, I, yeah, I am loving this so much. It's Aaron is so good to see your face. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so happy. I'm so happy right now. I mean, this I'm our first official crossover. Honestly, so I mean, I'm happy that the the other three guys, these guys seem cool. Like I'm into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to not I'm gonna like I I've got no, you know. No, 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 no. We're all gonna sit here and we're gonna talk about move. We're gonna talk about what apt pupil. Yeah, fine. <laughs> we're gonna do it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's on Joe, man. That movie's on Joe. I, I we're gonna have to talk about that one. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I stand by my choice. <laughs> oh, there's a couple in this one I I, I have to protest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's one. I, yeah, I, I, I am glad to meet you, you fellows. I'm well, I'm blocking him with my my hand. You can't see it, but I'm blocking it with my hand, so I can't really see Jimmy. But I'm uh, glad to, be, to meet you guys. Yeah, I, very I, I, nice to meet you too. Go, he's gone. Uh, so, Aaron, tell us a little bit about your podcast and and why Jimmy decided to <laughs> whore himself out over there. So my friend Abe and I, we have a movie review show called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We've been going since 2011 somehow. And uh, what we do is review the weekly movie releases. You know, one of those kind of podcasts. But we have fun guests on every week. I live out in Southern California area, so I, I get to meet a lot of film critics such as Jimmy and others. So I have get to have a lot of guests on on a frequent basis and not even just in L.A. and area like in, all over the country. Um, and then so what we part, do. What part sorry. of L.A. are you in? I'm in Orange County. I'm south of LA. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, but I I'm in Burbank. Oh, okay. I frequent LA when I go to you know various film screenings. He's from so Orange I, County. Gross. So I, oh. I, know, I know. I know. I know. I know a few people. Um, so we do weekly movie releases. We also have a lot of special bonus episodes. We do a commentary track every single month. Uh, we do a lot of because there's so many movies, so we do a lot of bonus stuff just to make sure we cover things that are of interest to us. But yeah. also every every October, uh, we put aside some time to have five special bonus horror themed episodes where we cover a variety of different topics within the horror genre. We've been doing that for 
Jesus, a long time at this point now as well. And it's fun. We've been we've covered the various decades of horror. Uh, we've done filmographies of various horror directors. Uh, we just Jimmy and I, along with the others that are frequently on those episodes, we just recorded a long episode covering uh, the evolution of horror movie posters and picked our own favorite movie posters. So it's oh, a lot of like, cool. fun ideas like that. Things like horror comedies. And we all pick like five favorites and stuff like that. So that's always a, a fun time of the year. Always fun part of a, a, a year for us. Next year we're going to do anything horror. like our podcast at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. nothing like it. I gotta, uh, I gotta say, I'm, I'm loving his voice. What, what a, what a radio <laughs> voice! Oh my goodness! Yeah, can, yeah. Can we get rid of James, or can you get rid of me and just so he could be on the sinister? You can get rid of me. A boost the ratings like huge. It helps that I'm a double because I'm pretty too. But uh, I mean, (laughs) not as good looking as me, my friend. It's very easy to be vain on somebody else's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta, I I gotta put a shout out to Aaron and Abe's podcast. I've been listening since day one, and I gotta say, it's one of the most educational uh, podcasts I've heard in quite some time in regards to movies. Just like uh, I was listening to the Halloween ends. Uh, episode just today mm-hmm. and i learned whatever i do do not refer to the uh band kids who were the villains as shallow <laughs> or uh weak because i will get my ass handed to me uh for speaking out of turn on your podcast so very we educational have a, we have a lot of good debate we have you know we have a lot of fun we play games and stuff but i like to think we'd balance the the fun with um you know, guests that are knowledgeable about the topic. I mean, you guys should oh, know really? this. If you're doing a podcast, you don't want to just say like, yeah, it was good. And then that's the end of the conversation. You want to talk. Right. You, know? you want to want to talk about the movie. Yeah. Well, we pretty much just say it's good. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty oh, much that's all. We a lot more movies. Five though. minutes and most of it's opening <laughs> credits. Sweats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, so I, I guess what we normally do, and, and Aaron, if you want to stick around, right, let's just keep him. I've got uh, you a can... good chunk of time here. I can stick around. Okay, Woo! yeah, as long as you can stay, stick around, and, and uh, you can chime in on apt pupil. Uh, so <laughs> what we normally do is we talk uh, the, at first about anything uh, recent that we've watched, which uh, this part in October is pretty long usually because we we do we try to watch one horror movie every day through the month of October Shocktober challenge. So, I uh, Joe, why don't you start us off with what you've watched and let's just kind of touch base, maybe focus on more on movies that we liked that we watched maybe or whatever and then just say what we watched or whatever. I uh, I'm really only going to highlight two that I've watched most recently. First of which was uh new to 2022 to shutter <laughs> called who invited them. And uh, uh, did, has anybody show of hands have seen this one yet? I have not. No. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. This was about a couple that moves to the Hills of uh, California somewhere in this really prestigious neighborhood, and they've decided to have a housewarming party uh, in their home. And they, of course, fright all their friends and relatives. And during the party, the the main character, the dad, he, he kind of turns into a bit of a douchebag, you know, pompous, showing off all of his goods. And, you know, one of those, uh, like, don't touch my vinyl type of guys. And <laughs> during the party, they realize that there's a couple that they don't recognize, but they sort of blow it off. They thought maybe it was an invitation of an invitation. And uh, so it comes towards the end of the night, the guests all start to leave and they think everyone's out of the house and they turn a corner and all of a sudden that other couple is still there. 
and they pass themselves off as their next door neighbors. And the evening starts to get really uncomfortable from that point on. And it is a real good guessing game and a nice little thriller. Uh, plenty of twists and turns. I, I recommend this one quite a bit. This was what, a what's fun, that one again? It's real short too. Uh, it's called Who Invited Them? Oh, okay. On Shutter. Nice. Nice. I, so. I had seen that one and I've been meaning to watch it. I just, I, you know, I didn't get around to it or whatever. So, um, Mark, anything you want to, or did you have anything else? I had, I had one more. Okay. I did. Uh, and I obviously can't say too much about this, but I did witness last night, terrifier two, oh. which, uh, lives up to its name. It is, <laughs> it is definitely a sequel to one of the bloodiest films I've ever seen. This was definitely in my wheelhouse. Not a slow burn at all whatsoever. Not found footage. I loved every minute of it. And that's, if you like the art, the clown, anything he did in the first one, you're going to like this even more. It is twice as bloody, twice as entertaining. Uh, I I highly recommend it. If you're fortunate enough to be in one of those areas that it's actually showing at one of your theaters, please go see it. I will be seeing it hours from now. So oh, nice. By the end of this night, I will have seen Terrifier 2. I've been looking forward to checking it. It's just, it's so long. I'm trying to like find time. Yeah, two <laughs> hours. It's almost two and a half hours. Yeah, Joe had to leave early for the credits. Apparently, they're still going on right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, what, uh, anything you want to highlight that you've watched? Um, I, I watched uh, one film. Uh, it's called Comedy of Horrors. It's on Amazon Prime. You could watch it for free. It's an, an anthology film. And uh, it uh, basically starts off as a woman in a kindergarten class reading spooky stories uh, to uh, children. Uh, the first um, clip or movie, you know, I guess you can say, um, it has, it's a town. It's called Clownville. And it has all... Everyone, sheriffs, barbers, they're all clowns. The townspeople are literally clowns. Wow. And there's a murderer on the loose. And so when the people are walking, you hear the squeaky boots. You know, you have you hear the horns, like, all that. It's great. Um, really, really out of the box. Um, the second one, uh, which was my favorite, it's uh, a Muppet who's uh, p- possessed. And it's basically the Muppet is attached to uh, um, the actor's hand and chaos uh, pursues. There's masturbation. There's uh, killing. So, so much fun. And then the last one. um, Wait, what's the name of the second one? No, this oh. is part of the anthology, oh. isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I like, see. Okay. It's there's, second there's, story. there's three. It, there's three stories. So that was oh, the second one. I forgot the name yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, Muppet basically jacking off a guy. It's great. Um, and then uh, the <laughs> third one. Doing? I, I missed that. What, what? What's that? What was the Muppet doing? Uh, yeah. Masturbating and I, I believe uh, giving a blowjob. So I uh, heard under- that right. I thought, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, giving <laughs> a blowjob underneath the your seat. Equipment. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. wonderful fun. It's, it's, it's wonderful fun. And then the third one is uh, basically uh, an actor who is kind of like a replica of Robert Downey Jr. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of a has-been and he's in a like a silver hawk kind of metal suit. He's wearing the Robert Downey uh, Jr. Uh, kind of like orange uh, sunglasses. Got the goatee. He's even acting like Robert Downey Jr. But anyways, there's a fan that um, who does makeup. It does a cast mold of his face and does a voodoo thing, and then has a mask of his head 
and does voodoo stuff to its face, sets them on fire. Um, it's 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 a cheap movie. You can tell they didn't spend a lot of money. The acting's horrible, but I had a good time with that. And well, they put all the money in the writing. Oh I'm yeah, sure. for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, I also watched The Incredible Melting Man, nineteen seventy eight. Uh, I think James has heard of it. Maybe mm-hmm. Aaron. They're nodding their heads. Yeah. Super fun. Super fun. Um, there is the the, the the acting's horrible. The special effects is actually really decent. Um, but you have bumbling cops. It's everything in Joe's wheelhouse that he loves, that it's going to be close to Hack-A-Lantern. Um, not as it's crazy as Hack-A-Lantern, but it's a lot of fun, so I'd watch that. And I also hmm. watched um, Hellraiser 2, Halloween Kills, Halloween 2018, just getting up in, to speed for Halloween ends. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Muppets uh, giving hand jobs and, and yeah, blow jobs. Yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. And blow jobs. Yeah. Those are important. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, anything you want to highlight that you've watched recently? I do. Yeah. I, I actually I saw this movie a while back because I saw an early cut. And now I got to see the finished cut, which is coming to Prime on Friday today, technically. Uh, run, sweetheart, run. Um, this is a, you know, I want to use, say it's a feminist horror movie, but it's not a bad one it's actually a smart one and it's uh ella balenska is a a woman who's told to go on a date blind date with her this uh client for ryer boss who play is played by clark gregg she goes uh the the actor's named i always say it pilu asbeck i i think i'm saying that correctly yeah uh he he she shows up he's amazing it's this perfect date and then one day she goes back to his house all hell breaks loose. He becomes a raving psycho chasing her literally through LA. And it's based on the director, Shauna Festy, I think is how you pronounce her name. Uh, she went on a date in Hollywood Hills and uh, the guy, she didn't go into details, but it wasn't good. It was bad. She literally had to run out of the house, no shoes, run home over in Hollywood Hills. Uh, I forgot exactly how far, but it was, she was like, it was, the most one most terrifying nights of my life. So she made a movie about it. It's it's a pretty, very creative, very fun movie. And I give it, stick with it. It's wild. It's pretty wild. There's been a lot of really wild films this year. This is another good one. Nice. What's the name of that one again? Called run sweetheart run. Okay. Nice. Very creative use of the fourth wall too. I love that. It was really wild, really wild. Cool. Anything else? That's about it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Aaron, did you watch anything recently you want to highlight? Or oh yeah, I've been watching the... things all month. Yeah, and yeah. a number of bad ones that I guess I won't highlight. I don't need to tell you how um, American Werewolf in Paris is somehow worse than I remember it being. Uh, <laughs> uh, I watched one movie that was inspired by our horror movie poster conversation, Jimmy. You know this one? It's Popcorn. Um, oh yeah, I have that poster. I have. Uh, I never saw it before. Um, but, uh, nice. it's, and it's quite good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's this slasher movie set during a horror movie marathon. That's fun. I haven't seen that premise in, in acted before besides like Scream 2, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I dug it quite a bit. Good effects. Um, that's it was fun. I, I, I didn't know what to expect beyond like I was like, OK, cool. Let's see what this is. And then like, I went in pretty much blind. And uh, yeah, just was really happy uh, with, with the results. Some clever kills tony roberts like it's just some good stuff <laughs> nice nice um yeah. also rewatched uh night of the comet movie i'm a big fan of 
Uh, Jimmy, yes. you're a big fan of that too. I know that we we've had a whole mar- movie, we had a, speaking of movie marathons, we had a whole movie marathon, a Lethal Ladies of Horror marathon with that one. Yes, um, so much fun. I got to dance with the girls on stage. It was amazing. Love that I, night. <laughs> I think there's a there's a good argument to make that Night of the Comets like the most '80s cult movie you can get, as far as like so everything 80s. happening in the film between the premise that involves a yeah <laughs> involves a a comet passing Earth. Earth basically dies, except for some, and everyone else turns into zombies. It's it's basically the last man on Earth meets Clueless, and like, That's awesome. uh, and it it has you know these Valley Girls are the stars. Uh, there's lots of fun quotable lines. There's some fun effects. There's some weird like government evil stuff going on. It's got a cool soundtrack. It, it I mean it play it plays the way you'd want a movie like that too, and it's it's really enjoyable. And uh, I was looking into it because I th- I never realized it was a hit in its day well, like it wasn't like yeah. a bomb it was a good size hit for the movie that it was which I was, yeah. I was like oh that makes me happy that it's like a cult movie but it still was also like a success when it came out it wasn't just some like forgotten thing uh-huh. uh yeah not of the comet that's a good one yeah. uh, that movie that. discovered uh when it got to hbo like when, when it got to the pay stations after its theatrical release people like ate it up because it's just a fun movie if you've never seen night of the comet please do yourself a favor it's a joy it's a joy for sure next um Got a couple more here. I want to make note of one is uh, coming to Netflix this week. I think it's at like select theaters now, but it's Wendell and Wild. This is the mm-hmm. upcoming Mark Mark Henry Selleck, uh, Jordan Peele stop motion film. Um, mm. I like Henry Selleck. He hasn't made a movie since Coraline. Uh, he's back here. He's got Peele with him. I was really caught up in this movie. I I mean, it looks it, it's we take for granted. I think how good some of these can look, especially these stop motion movies. But right. it's a really good looking, very stylish film. Very much fits with what you get from Selick's movies, specifically when it comes to stop motion. Um, but the, then just like the writing of this thing, like it's it's PG thirteen for a stop motion film, which is like, and it's it, you get that it's darker. It has it has some dark elements in there um, yeah. involving dead parents yeah. and thematic material and it's stuff that like in addition to being happy with the presentation from a visual standpoint and getting some good humor out of there and getting some creepy imagery there's some good amount of, mo- of emotion uh that came from the film as well so I, I was i was big i was looking forward to the film and i was happy to see after many years henry Selleck came back and delivered like another another great movie that's uh, awesome did yeah. and you said that one's coming to netflix that's, right that's coming to netflix Today, I guess, is the way this comes out on Friday. Right? Oh, nice. So, so, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, uh, I could keep moving backwards, but I want to just highlight one. Have you guys talked about Saloom at all on this? Yeah, I, I'm actually mm-hmm. about That's to it. talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you expand it uh, when you go. I'll just say I've loved this movie since last year when I saw it at like Fantastic Fest or whatever, and it finally mm-hmm. came out this year. And yeah. I'm so happy that the world is like, yeah, you were right. And I'm like, I know it's great. <laughs> um, it, it really rules. Uh, so, yeah, so Saloom is certainly one that I, I would certainly recommend, but I'm happy to hear what yeah, you expand on it even. Yeah, I'll go. I mean, I'll go next because I was going to talk about Saloom and I love this movie too. It, it takes a tone. I, you know, it's hard to talk about too much without giving away spoilers, but it, there is a tonal shift at a certain point in the movie at about two thirds, well, maybe half to two thirds of the way through. Um, before that, it, it seems almost more like a, just a straight thriller. And then it turns horror about two thirds of the way in. I actually like the first two acts a little more. I mean, I liked the third act, but I liked the first two acts even more. I'd argue and the it, same. Yeah. And, and I, and I'd say that the, the, the acting was fantastic. I loved those guys. Um, I, I, I guess, um, let me look it up here. We got, uh, 
basically three mercenaries extracted. It's a very simple premise. Three mercenaries extract a drug lord out of uh, a, a country in Africa, and they they stop by a a town in the region of Saloum, Senegal. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not. Yeah, but Senegal. Yeah, you're right. Senegal, uh, and where one of them used to live. And he has ulterior motives for wanting to be there. And you don't know what those motives are. He tells his partners that it's, you know, because they're being chased. They're, they, they get shot at in this plane that they escape in and they have to land. And he, but he purposefully goes to this place. And it, it, I think it's a pretty interesting story all the way up to where it turns horror. And then after that, it gets pretty bonkers uh but i i thought that like cinema the cinematography on this thing was just beautiful absolutely gorgeous the acting was fantastic it's a really interesting story and it's a, and it goes deeper than just horror too because what happened what when you find out the backstory of one of the three men uh and then how he's tied to the people of this village it's 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 pretty interesting and i and i i do highly recommend it it's on shutter um, I believe, right? Yeah, it's yeah, on it's Shutter sure. now. Yeah. So it, it's definitely one that I highly recommend and one of my probably one, will be one of my favorite finds of this Shocktober. Uh, I also, I guess I could say Life Changer that I believe is on Shutter as well. That is a, a sort of a shapeshifter movie that um, uh, it's a bit of a slow burn, but it, it, I found it interesting. It didn't blow me away, but I, de I definitely was there with it the whole time. I finally, this was a hole in my uh, viewing for a long time. I've been, I've been meaning to forever. I, it seems odd that I've never seen Terror Train. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've I never Terror seen Train. Terror Train. Yeah, right. it's and great. It's great. I, <laughs> Uh, I, I can't say I loved it, but, um, but I, you know, anytime you can see David Copperfield in a movie acting, it's, it's pretty awesome. There, there was a lot of really sweet stuff in it. I think this would be a, I think watching it alone in your house is probably not the ideal setting. I think this is oh, a yeah, great, it's, an audience this, movie, it's yeah. a midnight yeah. movie. It's the kind of thing you, you want to watch with a group of people who are drinking heavily and, and it would be a lot more fun that way. I want, um, I want more movies that have like a, an interlude that's just like, let's just watch David Copperfield do magic in like his stage act for like 15 minutes before we get back to the plot again. Exactly. And then one of the main characters like ridiculing him through his act. And it was so bizarre. Um, and then I did finally watch, uh, I went to see Smile, which I thought was pretty good. I, I liked it. Um, I thought it was, you know, I liked the, it was gimmicky with the jump scares, but they were pretty effective jump scares. Um and I, you know, it, it's, it's a, it is definitely, I think I, 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 I listened to this podcast colors of the dark and I, they described it as, as the closest thing you'll get to a sequel to it follows. And I wouldn't call it that. I would say that it's a, a, a blood, like a sibling to it follows. It's certainly not the same story, but it's, it's, there's similar tones. I, I think it follows is a much better movie overall. The, the ring has more in common as well with that. Probably. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, it is. A, it's in fact, probably in terms of tone and, and the, um, the level of the filmmaking, it's probably about like the ring. I would say it's, it's a good one though. And I, I definitely recommend seeing it. Um, Joe, did you, or Jimmy, you'd already seen it, but Joe, have you seen yeah. smile yet? I have not seen Smile. Okay. Worst yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, Mark, you talked about it last time, yeah. so I won't go too far into it, but I definitely recommend it. I think I think it'll probably be Cinescare certified. 
yeah. if Joe, when Joe sees it, because it, I think you'll like it. Um, it's a crowd pleaser. Really? Yeah. It's, it's weird to see a movie like that just come out of nowhere and just become a, a massive hit. I mean, yeah. who knew? Who knew? No, it's great. This, I mean, yeah. and this is a strong year for horror. I mean, I, I think it's, I don't, I, you know, there aren't many that I would say are like, you know, masterpieces or anything, but that I think overall it's been strong. This is, this is a, yeah. a good year. Um, and then I do want to, uh, mention if you're in the LA area, I went to Sugar Mint Gallery, which is a, a kind of an art gallery that's right behind the Myers house in Pasadena. Yeah. And, and so I went there and they had this band playing called the three Michaels. And it was a guy dressed up as Michael in the classic Michael mask and everything. Another guy dressed up in the sheet like a ghost with the sun or with the glasses on and then another guy dressed up as michael as a little the little boy clown suit and and they play basically played the entire soundtrack between a guitar that they somehow made sound like a piano i don't know what they were doing a bass like the upright bass and then the drummer uh and he had some sound effects back there too and so they basically did the entire um, Halloween soundtrack. And then afterwards you, they did photo ops at the Myers house afterwards. So I, I mentioned that because the sugar mint gallery has all kinds of artwork by, uh, people who made art for, uh, uh, you know, paintings of Michael Myers and paintings of all kinds of horror or, um, Halloween related things. They also have a section, an exhibit for, Hocus Pocus, including the Hocus Pocus book that's there and everything. So that's pretty interesting. And of course, then the Myers house is right next door. So you can just go right over there and, and check out the, the actual Myers house from the original uh, Halloween. What was the band called? The Three Michaels. And they, yeah. they, are, they actually normally play under a different name, the Jazz Collective or something like that, I think. But I'm thinking about hiring them for my birthday party next summer as the Three Michaels. <laughs> I look forward to when they become the Three Michaels featuring Corey. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, we'll oh. get to that. Um, so anyway, if you are in the Cal or if you're in California, that that um, exhibit is still going on. The three Michaels aren't going to be playing this weekend, but they are showing the original Halloween. And on Saturday night, the 29th, they're going to be showing Halloween and having Halloween horror trivia. So uh, I just want to clarify to Mark that Aaron was referring to Corey from Halloween ends, not Corey as Corey Feldman. Yeah. I, yeah. For it's for a split second, for a split second, I thought he was doing a dig on me, but it, that it, would it be great clicked. though. The it three Michaels clicked. and then Corey Feldman dressed as Michael Jackson as yeah. the front man. Leave him fantastic. alone. Leave Aaron, him alone. He's a God. Aaron, you don't know this, but uh, this is the only 40 something, 50 something man that you'll meet. Who's a still at this age, a uh, huge Corey. Corey's fan. Oh well, I, I hope that when Tiger Beat magazine rekindles its uh, its publications, <laughs> um, that they have a special uh, in memoriam uh, on one hand, and then like an exclusive yeah. interview and what have you on the other. Mark will will have that issue, and I will. He'll have Mark, pictures of it wanna, pasted to his if, wall. Mark, if you want to prove to be a real true Corey fan, you need tattoos of both of them on you. No, absolutely not. Oh, that's yeah. I went idea. Star Wars. I went Star Wars, and that was it. That's all. No, that's as far as no, I'm need, uh, Maybe a Sinister like, tattoo. What did he well, stays? You no, know, actually, when I Elgin. when I got one of my tattoos, uh, a guy came in and got David Hasselhoff tattooed to his scrotum. So you could do that with what the Corys. Have him on one nut yeah. each. 
Yeah. That's oh, not possible. Great. You can't tattoo oh. your scrotum, can you? Yeah. I I of will tell you, you right now, it it's is skin and ink. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> so it so what you got to do? You got to you got to pull the scrotum like a bat, and we'll we'll, sh- we'll send you to the guy's YouTube page. You can see yeah. all the videos. What do you? Yeah. <laughs> you really need to draw you a picture. Yeah, he wants it, the it's all coming wants to me. Detail. It's all coming to me. I did not yeah. witness the the apl- application of this or tattoo because I was getting mine at the same time, but uh, I did see the aftermath, and it was it was something to behold. Oh my wow. god! Also, I got the Lost Boys on 4K waiting to be watched to some point soon. I'm looking for ah, the there you go. I watched the Lost nice. Boys in a, in, a, in a minute. So. Oh, we, we did, and then we watched the two sequels. And uh, oh ooh. yeah, the sequels are yeah. lost. brutal. No, the third one's not that bad. It's that bad and worse. <laughs> it's not it's that, that bad. bad, Matt. I still don't think you watched it. Why do you think I didn't watch it? I don't of course think I you did. watched it. I, just, I watched both of them. You, you, it seemed like you didn't want to talk about it much. Well, no, the, the, not wanting to talk about it. And <laughs> that's just sanity right there. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to waste their life talking about the third Lost Boys movie? I mean, oh, yeah, well, we've terrible. already wasted too much time talking about it on this episode. So this episode is our Halloween episode. And uh, Joe had the theme this time. Uh, so, Joe, do you want the the theme music playing while you describe your theme, or or would you rather I turn it off? No, you can turn it off. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> the uh, the pick this month was uh, I did a poker theme. I was going for a full house of horror, actually, which was three kings and two queens. We had uh, three Stephen King short uh, novel short stories turned into novels or turned into movies, and then of course two scream queens. We had uh, Rada Mitchell in Silent Hill and, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween Ends. And uh, I don't know, where do you guys want to start? Halloween Ends? Okay, we'll go with that one. Yeah, let's do that. So Halloween Ends, uh, just to read the brief synopsis to our couple of listeners who may not have seen it. uh, Four years after the events of Halloween Kills, Lori is living with her granddaughter, Allison, and is finishing writing her memoir. Michael Myers hasn't been uh, on the scene since, and Lori, after allowing the specter of Michael Myers to determine and drive her reality for decades, has finally decided to liberate herself from fear and rage and embrace life. But when a young man, Corey Cunningham, is accused of killing a boy he was babysitting, well, he's not really accused, he actually did it. Uh, it ignites did, a cascade of violence. Yeah. No, it wasn't yeah. intentional. It wasn't manslaughter. Manslaughter, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, this will force Lori to finally confront the evil she can't control once and for all. So mm. I'm assuming everybody has seen this. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I've seen it twice. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So it's right there. I mean, you know. yeah. 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 Right I saw it here. in a movie theater. I saw, yeah, I saw both. I saw the yeah. other, like, well, it's right there. I was watching yeah, it. Right. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Well, I guess for, for those of you that have seen it and the theater and at home, it is better one way or the other? I mean, is it really a theater-worthy film? Like, yes. you should see this in the theaters? I, I like seeing it yeah. in theater. I like, yeah. but I, I, you know what? I saw it first in the theater, and then I saw it uh, on, like you guys, on Peacock, and I actually kind of appreciated it more the second time because it was you got a little a little bit into the story and you're like, oh, OK, there's a little, how it builds up to the end and, and the ultimate reveal and how crazy and different it is. I, I kind of appreciated it more watching it at home in a way, because, but because it was the second time, because I got to see the little, you know, 
little details in there, which I really liked. I could see why at home would be an interest, like a good setting because of, mm-hmm. I, I'll say this. I like, I like the movie. I like it the most of these three David Gordon Green movies, but I would add the, the notion of seeing it in a the theater implies, Hey, we're going to go see the new Halloween in a the theater and look at the crowd reactions to this. I think yeah. the movie to me works because it plays a lot like a David Gordon Green indie drama mm. that happens to be a Michael Myers Halloween film. So if you're going to see it because you want to get the crowd cheering and everything, there's that stuff there, but far less so than other Halloween movies. It it operates mm-hmm. on a more intimate level. So it's like, yeah, you're going to get, like, for me anyway, because I, I know there are opinions, uh, there's mm-hmm. a little of dissatisfaction as far as what may have been expected to be seen versus what we're actually getting delivered. But in terms of the yeah. movie's quality, I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really appreciated all of the nods to Christine. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It has more other <laughs> Carpenter nods than it does like Halloween. Right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's there's plenty of nods of just to uh, uh, Halloween three season of the witch with yeah. the blue font. The at, font at the got beginning. me right when I saw the font. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was so yeah. totally cool. Like I, I I have an analogy if 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 you guys don't mind. Um, so so um, well, it's so like. It's like Halloween ends. It's like uh, a baseball movie for me. It's like it's it's a three and two count. Halloween ends is at the batter's plate. Uh, the ball is pitched, and the movie takes a huge swing and connects. And it's up in the air. It's high. It's going long. You think it's going to be a triple, maybe even a home run. You're hoping you know nobody's going to catch it, and it's still going. And then it goes foul. And it's a foul ball. And the next pitch is a fastball. Halloween swings, but checks. The umpire calls it a strike, and Halloween ends with a strikeout. That's how I saw this film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I was actually good. hoping you had the theme song from The Natural all locked and loaded. Oh, <laughs> I should have. That would have been amazing. If I'd known he was going to do a baseball analogy, Joe, I, yeah. I would have done it. Yeah. yeah, you never know what I'm going to do. But what, what I'm going to say, though, is that I actually really love this film. And I'm, I know I'm in the minority because um, when I saw it in the movie theater and I was walking out, you know, I just heard, oh, my God, there were groans at the end. Like, you know, like or not basically during the end, but throughout the movie, a lot of sighs. I heard a lot of sighs going, oh, geez. Oh, that, Mark, that. I thought I saw you commenting online that you didn't like it, though. I thought you made some no, comments. No, he said he liked it. Did yeah, he? he yeah, yeah, you. you oh, no, okay. I, no, no, no. I didn't comment. I, it, it was uh, one of our uh, listeners that said it, it basically it was dog shit. And I just, mm-hmm. and you said, Oh, it, or it was the worst Halloween movie. Strong. And yes. and it you said, great. no, Resurrection 5 was, and I liked that. And then oh. I said, I said we're going to d- discuss it on the episode. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, for some reason, I thought you said you didn't like it. No, no, no. no. I, I, I actually really enjoyed the whole you know process of it. I didn't like the ending. That's the, that's the part I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like enough. the ending. I wanted it to go where it was going all along. I wanted it to be like Friday 13th part five when someone takes the mantle and then it didn't happen. And I was just pissed off. I wanted, I wanted a new Michael. I wanted a new Michael. Yeah. I I, think, I mean, I didn't necessarily want a new Michael, but I wanted, I, I kind of wanted this 
trilogy to end that way. And then I don't necessarily need to see a Corey movie, but I, but I did, I think I felt like they made this bold choice and then kind of backed out of it at the end. And I don't know if the studio came in and said, no, 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 no. You've got to have a final confrontation with Laurie and, and, and there's no way we're not having a new Michael. I don't, I have a feeling somebody stepped in and said, we're not doing that. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go against you on that and say no, because there's no reason for them to at this point. With the amount of money they made them with their Halloween yeah. movies, this is entirely David Gordon Green and Danny McBride being like, "Here's the mm-hmm. this is the general arc that we've had that for all yeah, along." But I'm I'm just saying, I, I, there, I there's an obligation to have Michael stuff in it. I agree with you there. I yeah. mean, they're not going to not incorporate that in some right. way. Right? No, I, I I mean, obviously they're going to have a confrontation, but I have a feeling uh, either they backed away from a, a, a direction they were going. Uh, or somebody made them back away from it, but whatever it was, I do feel like the ending kind of made the rest of the movie not really seem like it was worthwhile. Uh, I liked it. I didn't love it. I probably liked it the least of any of you guys, uh, or anyone here, but I didn't hate it. Um, I, I, I found it interesting, but in, in sort of the same way that I found Halloween six interesting, uh, I didn't necessarily think it was a good movie, but I, I thought, you know, this could be one that's going to find an, uh, I'm, I'm in, obviously if all four of you guys really liked it, it already has found an audience, but I think down the road, it's going to find a a big audience. It's going to be a cult following kind of thing. I think sort of in the similar to Halloween three, Halloween six, some of those like that, that were divisive when they came out. I don't think Halloween five was a divisive movie. It just wasn't that great, but Halloween six made some big, bold choices and Halloween three did too. And, and people hated them for Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie. Yeah. 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 Halloween two specifically. Yeah. Halloween two. Exactly. Um, but I, uh, I do. I felt like backing away from Corey becoming the new Michael sort of made me feel like the rest of what I'd watch uh, was kind of a waste of time a little bit. Yeah. I I will go one step further. I I really did like this movie, but I was slightly disappointed because the ending that I had in my head didn't actually happen. Which um, I'm trying to tiptoe around the actual demise of uh, the figure, but I was really hoping that since this is called Halloween Ends, that it's not just the end of Michael, but I was hoping that his hand at the last second would have caught Lori's and pulled her in with him. Mm-hmm. So they would have both met the same demise. That to me would have been Halloween Ends. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. Can you, you know you know, what's really funny is I think weirdly enough, I, and I get like, I even get the people that don't like it. I remember, you know, Halloween three, the, the reaction people would talk about that movie just being the worst movie ever made when it came right. out. And the people hated that film for me watching this. I kept thinking, you know what? Laurie Strode has been through enough. I want her to have a happy fucking ending. That's really what I wanted. So like, hmm. I don't want to talk too much about what happened. So I was fairly pleased with how they went about telling this story to be Mm -hmm. honest well just her character in general i really because i look there's probably going to be more halloween ends when this is this is a choose your own adventure of of the halloween you know franchise franchise. but yeah this is her story i don't think she's coming back i really doubt it and I, i i like that 
I liked what they did with her character. I really did. Uh, Even though, you know, it wasn't, she wasn't necessarily the main focus, but I did like that. I would argue the same. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't, we don't want to relitigate this. I've conversations about the movie. I will just, in terms of like what it's providing, I have, stepping back like from that a bit, I, I, the thing I keep in my mind, because like, I like this movie. I'm not going to say like I'm gaga for it, but like, it's my favorite of these three. And I still, it's probably like what, like six or five, fifth out of the, the movies on the Halloween ranking list. But with that said, it's still Halloween 13. And that's what I keep it. It's like, what else, what kind of expectation am I supposed to have for, well, for that's this? True. And that's not, yeah. me, that's not me lowering the bar. That's just me saying, I've seen a lot of versions of this movie, of these movies already. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the one that's like a coming of age story involving a kid of a tragic past. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's yes. interesting to me. And as far as, you know, watching Halloween ends goes like, is there a version of that where it's just like random kids do stuff, find Michael Myers and then Lori gets involved again. I mean, I've seen that movie. If they want, yeah. you know, he wants to make a drama that involves two people that are just dealing with, you know, with the shit uh, that they've had to go through in life. I haven't seen that movie necessarily. I've seen kinds of versions of that, but not like this specific version. And then you incorporate Jamie Lee Curtis in there. I agree with Jimmy. Like she lost her daughter. She's had this horrible life. She's had all these, like, I don't need to see her like get ground up in the last second no. of this movie. Like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to see her, you know, have a try to have a relationship with Will Patton. That's go to sweet puppy dog eyes uh, by biting into this thing. Like that's that that made me happy in a movie that also gave me like you know some pretty bloody deaths involving like a radio DJ and a blowtorch in the mouth and. Yeah. You know Chekhov's ju- junkyard grinder. <laughs> yeah, love the kills. Yeah, in those are great. Yeah, it's it's just I, what I think about Halloween ends. It's like how many, it, you, as you said, Aaron. It's like how many times are you know are you going to tell a story about a guy in a white mask chasing a babysitter and Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis isn't even a babysitter and it's just like they they took a really big swing and I and I appreciate them trying to do something different instead yeah. of just rehashing because we got to that we got the. The final ending, you know, like the matchup in 2018, we got that. We got Michael Myers just going on a rampage in Halloween Kills. So, so what else? Which, is which people didn't like. Which gets yeah, me. Exactly. Like, I, I get, if you don't like, you don't like it. I, I respect that. But it's this yeah, kind of thing where it's right. like last year Michael was nonstop killing, and people were like, eh, whatever. Too much social commentary. And yeah. this year they're like, there's no, there's no Michael in this. What do we do? And I'm like, which, which thing do you want, guys? Like, exactly. exactly. That is the modern <laughs> film fandom. That unfortunately, there, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't argue with anybody who didn't like it because there's there it is it is a big uh there were some big choices in this and not everybody's gonna like it Uh, i didn't like all the choices i loved completely fair i loved halloween 2018 i thought it was fantastic and for, for the idea of bringing back the franchise and doing the uh Michael chasing babysitters, which I could watch that a million more times, by the way, like I'm not against I don't, it. I don't, <laughs> need, I, I don't need a originality either. Um, you know, once in a while, it'd be nice to spice things up, but, but, yeah. um, but I loved Halloween kills. I, I think I liked the first two more than this. Third. I definitely liked the first two more than these. Oh, you're saying you loved Halloween kills. I mean, that already puts you in my cool book. Cause I like Halloween kills quite yeah. a bit. Like, no, I, so do I. I, 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 I yeah, no, I thought it was great. And I, um, what I, I really like is that you watch all three David Gordon Green films, 
they're you know they're of a piece to each other i believe but they yeah. also have they have a distinction between them i like mm-hmm. that he didn't just like you know he he's working yeah. with his people and everything but i think he made a conscious effort to make each film feel like its own entry and that, no, that's I, I agree yeah, yeah i agree they they all have their own uh kind of theme to them and I, yeah i i i respect Even that like visual I, choices i think there's just a lot of like mm-hmm effort to like you know yeah. make them stay it's like what there's a random tangent it's like when Macquarie did um rogue nation and they did fallout and since the mission impossible series is so like known for like having a different director every time Macquarie's like well i'll just change all the people i worked with so I, i'm back but i'm making it look very much different from between the two films like i think, huh. I, I think <laughs> and obviously david gore green's like i gotta make my mission <laughs> my mission impossible halloween movies uh but no i do think that he made a conscious effort to have a, a specific like look and feel to each of his Halloween films, which I mean, that's, you don't get, you know, in the eighties, you're not getting that kind of effort necessarily with the numbers of slasher films coming out on a yearly no, basis. No, sure. no, yeah, no, yeah. it's true. That's true. But as you much know, as you may like them, that's not a disrespect. We, we to ate them the up. Various films. Yeah. You know, Michael, Jason, we, we are, well, I'm not Freddy. as much, not as much Freddie, but, but Michael, Jason, I ate them. I, the, I didn't, for some reason, I, I liked Freddy the first few, and after that, not as much. But Michael and Jason, any of those movies came out, I loved them. Yeah. 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 Even part eight? Uh, no. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've come to like part eight, but at the What's time, eight? I was. Manhattan? Like, Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, I like Manhattan more than most. I didn't, I I didn't like it when I first appreciation saw it. For, for Jason. <laughs> I'll say this. I came to Friday late. Like, it's my, I, like, the Shout Factory set was like when I, the first time I like actually sat and watched every single one of these, like, in full. <laughs> um, and so, like, I already know, like, the opinions going into it. So I'm like, Manhattan. I mean, if, if I, you know, I wasn't there in the 80s when people were like, man, he's going to go to New York. And then they go to the theater. It's like, ah, he's on a boat the whole time. So I watched it without, like, this anticipation. And, and I'm just yeah. sitting there going, it's not bad. Like, yeah. There's a guy that does like has a fight in the roof of Michael and he cuts off his head. I'm into that. Well, some <laughs> of these do play better. And, and I don't want to get too far away from your theme, Joe, but some of these do play better at home watching them now than they would if you went to the, you know, you made the effort to go to the theater, spent 50 bucks on tickets, sit down, and then you're disappointed by something. So I, I get, I, I wonder if there was a way to study uh, reactions of people to Halloween uh, ends based on whether whether they watched it at home or went to the theater and spent a bunch of money to go see it. I, you know, I wonder if well, that's very a, much, well, it's a mix of that. It's a mix yeah. of perhaps disappointment in the audience. You got a C plus, right? A cinema score or something, which horror doesn't really matter, but still, but also, you know, the peacock element, that's a lot of people live tweeting the things that they're watching. Instead well, of paying yeah. attention to the movie. Oh, for sure. And there's uh, a mob, there's a mob mentality. on. Although, yeah, so. you know, I watched it, at home with my wife and sister-in-law for the second time I watched it and my sister-in-law hated it. So, um, what did, didn't they film two endings for Halloween ends? I thought, and they did a, you know, an audience reaction. So there's another ending that, that we haven't even seen, I believe. It could be, I don't know. I, I thought know. originally somewhere they were trying to do a, wasn't there supposed to be a tie in to silver shamrock? That's something he talked and about. Never as, got, uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't never film got it, filmed. but there was a version yeah. of a script that they wrote that had that incorporated yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah, that would have been great for the, the Scarecrow mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been great. Cool. Maybe, they a didn't little, ask me to write maybe a little on the nose, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe, what what uh, are you? Are we done with okay. If we brutally massacred this film. I don't think we did. Then... 
Uh, no, we didn't. Although in terms I've of been talking, listening about it. to like four podcasts about it in the past <laughs> week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I'm about done. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, uh, I think so we all are. Halloween's said, ended, guys. <laughs> yeah. That being said, we're gonna uh, get to the next queen of uh, Rada Mitchell, which we're gonna wind the clock back to 2006 to see t- uh, Silent Hill, based off the video game that I personally have never played. Uh-huh. Um, but this is a uh, story about a little girl that keeps having uh, episodes, sleepwalking episodes at night, and it keeps drawing her to this uh, place, this town called Silent Hill. And finally, her mother, wanting to solve the mystery, decides to escort her to this town that has pretty much been shut down entirely to try to figure out what what is the cause of her anguish at night while she's sleeping. And when she gets to this town, she is also accompanied by a female cop who is played by Lori Holden, who you guys also might know from The Mist and The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, they start to unravel the mysteries of this town, which turn into a living nightmare. So who has not seen this before this assignment? I have not seen it before this. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen it. See, this whole thing was just a ruse because I really liked this movie. I always thought it was creepy. And this I was just trying to manufacture a reason for you guys to have a reason to watch this. So that's that's how it wound up in there. So since this is your first viewing, I'm dying to know what you guys thought of it. <laughs> I, I'll oh, go. Come on. I'll I, go. I, no, I didn't I'll like go. it. This I'll was, go. Um, this was, by far my least favorite of of your picks um i I didn't care for it at all i I thought it was like horrible cgi all over the place and and i even sean bean i i don't know there's something about his accent like he doesn't sean bean's in this film (laughs) barely um it's like an american accent that doesn't sound like anybody in america and uh uh i yeah, I didn't know what was happening. I mean, the coolest part, I guess, was the nurses, but that mostly was because everybody kept mentioning the nurses to me when I talk about this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't. I I just I didn't care for it. I didn't think the acting was very good. I thought the story was kind of dumb, and the visuals were awful. It looked I, like a video game. That it looked like a video yes. game that you can't play it and out you're like bored with, yeah. and you're just, why am I watching this? Why is this over two hours? It was over two hours, Joe. It was of like two nonsense. Hours. Joe made you watch it. That yeah. Was, yeah. Let me strike oh. back at that a little bit of the visuals because Ugh, I, I don't hard. like I don't I don't particularly like this movie. I saw it back in the day and was like yeah, another one of these, uh, but. You know, you got Christoph Gans here, who I do think is an interesting visual filmmaker. For sure. I, d- I will not go to back for the CG. The CG is <laughs> CG. But I do think that the practical effects are mostly pretty solid. And mm-hmm. the one thing I really appreciate about this, in a movie otherwise I'm not a fan of, and if you, I, one thing, if you take Sean Bean out, that's like 30 minutes gone, and this movie is a tight 90, probably, yep. probably works for me. Yeah. Um, but outside probably. of that, but mm-hmm. the thing I want to say. Really not needed. I, I, I have a weird relationship with video game movies where I get intensely passionate about them because of how much I dislike mostly all of them. Um, Silent Hill, what it does really well is it you're you're not wrong. I know you're saying it disparagingly. I'm saying it positively. I do think it resembles the Silent Hill games in terms of its atmosphere and its visual. I think it it does capture the mood of the video game Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. That's not that that's seemingly not an easy thing to do because I've seen so many video game movies that can't get the basics down. 
such as like Max Payne, where it's like, what do we what is the movie about? A guy that lost his family. What do we do? Let's not tell you that for a good while. What else is the movie about? To a guy that carries two guns and has action scenes constantly. What's this movie have? Let's have no action. Like what? I mean, yeah. so like Silent Hill. I the story is nonsense. The acting is poor. I think Rodda Mitchell and Alice Krieg are the highlights here. Uh, but. I do think Guns seems like a guy that like studied the games or played the games or has some knowledge of what he was going for because it does look like you're getting it like the like the 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 ash atmosphere throughout it like there's there's stuff all over this thing that I feel like there is a conscious effort to resemble what the game is going for which is more than I can say for a lot of video game movies does it have other problems yes is it way too long. Yes, over <laughs> two hours. Good God! But I, but I, I can see why it has more of a following than a lot of other video game movies because I do think fans of Silent Hill are getting basically what you'd want out of a Silent Hill movie. Now there could be a better version than they'd really get what they want of that movie. But you know, the realm of video game films, it has a, it has commendable things as far as representing the thing it's representing. And I do want to give credit to Rada Mitchell too. She is good in it. She's she was the one thing I was like, well, at least I like I get she's good. I like her. She's always pretty solid in those types of movies. She was fine with what she was given. Didn't have much to do work with, but she was fine. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I watched it. I watched the movie. Uh, yeah. Joe right. likes to watch weird shit. I mean, weird weird looking characters, weird back uh backdrops, weird bad acting, weird plots. Um, when I was watching Silent Hill, I out loud said, Joe must love The Cell with Jennifer Lopez and Vince Fong. Is that true? Did you love The Cell? Because that I kinda... don't know that I would say I love it, but I, I like it. I've yeah. seen it, it more it, than it, once. Because like, just like some of the you know scenery and some of the CGI, not nearly as good as The Cell, but it kind of reminded me of like The Cell kind of stuff. So I thought, oh, I, Joe likes that shit. Uh, yeah, the movie... <laughs> The movie, the movie was so fucking long. I thought I was watching War and Remembrance or something. I mean, I I thought the movie was ending, and I paused it, and it was at one hour and seventeen minutes. I was like, "Holy shit!" It's like this is over two hours long, and it's some of the some of the ending. I liked some of the beginning. I didn't mind Sean Bean, but these are horrible parents. These are absolutely horrible. Parents. The mom yeah. just pulled over. <laughs> By by basically Terminator Two cop, uh, the motorcycle cop. She looks like Terminator Two with uh, Patrick, Patrick with the yeah Robert Patrick with yeah. the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. She's wearing the the leather tight jeans. I was she, oh, she was she terrible in it too. She was horrible. Get out of a video game. She she was yeah. fucking horrible. Just some of the more horrible acting. Um, Nobody looked that like no cop looks like that ever. Period. No, never. No, no. But they damn, did on chips. Yeah, I will. No, no. I will say though, when she took off that helmet, man, with that punk rock hair, that shot, she looked fucking hot. Um, but but when but when the mom got arrested, and she's going, "What are you doing?" It's like you just like took off on a cop. What do you mean? What are you doing with a child in the car? Yeah, you're getting arrested. And then when the dad breaks into uh, that library, whatever, and then he's getting arrested. He's going, "What are you doing?" He's going. He's arresting you for breaking and entering, you asshole. These parents are dumb. Stupid, yes. super dumb. All they I know were. is it's the only movie I've ever seen where a guy, seven foot tall guy in a pyramid head like helmet, rips a woman's flesh off of her body. 
that was. I cool. can't find there aren't enough movie. of those. That's that's <laughs> yeah, true. That's, true. that's, that's true. the only that one that cool. I know of. A lot of rom coms feature that, but not horror movies. So I, that was yeah. that. If you go see the new uh, George Clooney Julia Roberts movie, yeah. 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 Okay, I think that good. happens. Yeah. But, that's um, how it ends. That's their plot. They're like trying to yeah. break up their kid's wedding. It's like, what do we do? We steal the rings. Child's play. What else do we do? Well, I got and my I know... friend Joe over there. <laughs> which which one? The uh, the little guy or the big one? The big one. The one with the thing, giant axe in his head. Yeah. What's he gonna yeah. do? He's gonna rip off the skin of a Beyonce. That'll probably take yeah. care of things. Yeah. And I and I know everybody has played it to death, but I I absolutely love those nurses in the basement of that hospital. I just <sighs> it was all filmed in reverse. It was all done by uh, like I think they were local dancers right? or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. dancers. Yeah, and I, I, I thought you it was know. wonderful. But by that okay. point, I I didn't care that much but yeah i did i did like the nurse part yeah good music too i like the music in the movie thanks actually all the music was from the video game a lot of it yeah yeah yeah. uh actually from what i read it was everything except for ring of fire by johnny cash there you go Hmm. yeah so well that was a good choice though i will say i like the ring of fire choice that was my favorite thing in the movie (laughs) all right well um as long as you're gonna you know kick the daylights out of me we might as well move on to apt pupil <laughs> starring everyone's most friendliest director <laughs> uh, yeah uh, well, yeah what do you do i, I honestly i well, we'll get to that. <laughs> apt hey, pupil was a 1998 uh movie written or uh, i guess created from the stephen king uh short story called um apt pupil by the same name that was featured in different seasons which also contained uh, Stand By Me and uh, Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. Uh, This is the story of a local high school boy. Todd Bowden uh, discovers that a Nazi war criminal, Kurt Dusander, Dusander, has been living in his neighborhood under the assumed name of Arthur Denker. Uh, Rather than turn Dusander over to the authorities, Todd makes a strange deal where Dusander will tell him what it felt like during the Holocaust of World War II in exchange for Todd's silence. Todd becomes an apt pupil of the horror stories Dusander tells, and the two enter in a bizarre relationship mixed of hate and friendship, culminating when Todd helps Dusander cover up a vicious murder. So go ahead, hit it. <laughs> You couldn't have chose the worst week to do a movie <laughs> about, about a Nazi befriending a local child. <laughs> um, it, it was not intentionally. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think you said, you know what would be a good movie to talk about this week? <laughs> Speaking of anti-Semitism. Um, not a yeah. fan. <laughs> um, uh, it's been a minute since I saw this movie too. This was '98, right? Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah. yes. I never had a real reason to revisit it. Um, I will say it could have been a lot worse had Brian Singer stuck to the original source material and how that ended. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a mass shooting at the end of it. Oh, good God! Oh, yeah. really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This. Well, yeah. Here's okay. the, again the from a commendable standpoint. Despite the singer of it all, he does work with talented people. I like mm-hmm. he has Ottman, he has Newton Thomas Siegel. Th- there are <laughs> there is good work here in the direction. I you know, I, I have plenty of opinions on Brian Singer. I'm not gonna <laughs> fault the fact that I like a lot of his, a lot of his earlier movies. I I'm a big usual suspects fan. I like I like a couple of those X-Men. Um the and you know, he's a guy that I when he's working or when his people are working well with him, he knows how to make a movie. 
I I have major issues with this story. It does not, and I pretty much hate these characters. But I do think there's a when it wants to be in like thriller mode, I think it knows how to be effective. Yeah, that's fine. I'd agree with that. I think I think when the there are moments of tense tension that I thought were effective, uh, I feel like I would, I can you know, once we got, I, I, there was something about Ian McKellen. I just didn't buy his accent and I didn't really buy him in that role as much. And, and then when we get into the hospital and I see that, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Michael Byrne from, uh, the last Indiana Jones and the last crusade last is crusade, playing the yeah. Jewish guy that is from who had been in a concentration camp. And, but he looks like every nazi's dream you know i i played a nazi more than once yeah Yeah. i would have loved to have seen him play that role and i just felt like ian mckellen i i felt that that it needed somebody to really chew the scenery with that part and 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 be a lot more frightening and i didn't find ian mckellen frightening and and maybe in 98 i would have before i saw him as gandalf maybe i don't know ah, if it's if, I, it, if I, it's I, association I, that keeps me from that but I, there was something about it i didn't believe him and i didn't and then the um you know i i don't want to say bad things about brad renfo but i, I didn't yeah. find him very believable in the role either uh so there was that that relationship i felt wasn't as strong as it could have been if if those roles had been different casted differently and and then but but i did feel like there were some tense moments that i i thought this is a movie that is with some tweaking and maybe some different casting could be really strong but i i didn't i i I didn't um hate it but i i felt it wasn't as good as i wanted it. it was a little disappointing to me that's all yeah well, I think Aaron hit the nail on the head. There's not a single likable character in well, that too. Yeah. Everyone is just not despicable upon despicable. Right. Yeah. You know, all the way up the ladder to David Schwimmer. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we, we have no proof. We have no evidence of what his background is, what his actual storyline is other than being a guidance counselor and a fool. But we, we just assume that, what he's been accused of, he must obviously be guilty of it or else he would have, you know, stood up for himself towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, and then knowing, and then some, it's just creepy knowing what came, what came of it and what happened during the movie and, and yeah. some of the shots of like, you know, the shower um, scenes with the, the boy shower scene. And gross. then, the, and then you Absolutely found gross. out that the, that the kids in the shower scene were told to take off. They had these G string things on to keep their you know their they were only supposed to see their butts and then they had these clear g street things on and they and they had them take them off and the kids were like "Eh, i'm a minor and the producers were like no you got to take them off and and then uh yeah and then some see and i didn't know any of this until i didn't know that Uh, joe i I almost wanted to ask you i almost wanted to say dude are you sure you want to do this movie yeah are you sure no idea I, I know now. Joe, okay, well, I, I mean, I did I, not watch this movie. I couldn't watch it again. I couldn't do yeah. it. I just, it's just so. I mean, and here's the thing. I'm not. I'm gonna just really quickly jump into this. I don't judge people who want to watch the new Jeepers Creepers or old Jeepers Creepers. If you want to watch that, that's fine. There are certain filmmakers that I don't want to watch. Uh, sometimes I can handle a Brian Singer movie, but this one, it just with everything that happened, uh, all the I just no, I can't do it can't do it that's just my personal take i'm not judging anyone yeah else. no and like i said understandable and had i yeah. known 
all of this before today, I, like I said, I probably would not have chosen this. I will tell you next time if there's something weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any other red flags that happen to come up throughout this podcast, feel free to let me know in advance. So. Please. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I, well, I, I didn't know anything about this until just now. Um, and I just watched that pupa for the first time a couple days ago and, uh, watching it for the first time i have to say i really enjoyed these uh, two main characters i loved ian mckellen in it uh mckellen in it uh I, he fills the, uh the screen he he held me uh tightly you know it, it it just never let go but yet um you know just the momentum or the the nominations uh for uh 1999 mckellen now got uh um a nomination gods for Gods of Monsters, yeah. and uh, but yeah. I, I think if uh, he didn't make that film, I think he would have been nominated for uh, F Pupil. And believe me, this is—I wrote this all before I knew any of this. But um, I mean, I thought the movie was well directed, well acted, and not so much scary, but uh, haunting on so many levels. I noticed uh, there were some gay undertones, and uh, wondered if this uh, was in the book. Obviously not, right? Or Oh no, there was. Oh, there was. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed this film. Um, yeah. It's I I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> so, I guess that's it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. shit. I mean, shit. I I think it's a good film. And that's I, yeah. Mark. That's totally fine. It's not yeah. like you know you. It's not like you went in going. Well, gee, I know these horrible things happen to these kids and blah blah blah. So I love this movie because of that. You you enjoyed the experience, and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. We we yeah. can't judge. We it's a, yeah. it's a film. We got to find yeah. a way to yeah balance right. that. I I can say that you know I I used to like it. Now that I know that stuff, uh, if I happen to watch it again, I'll probably be looking at it under a microscope. Yeah, you know, under yeah. different lighting. But uh, watch yeah, Jeepers that, Creepers two, and it's the most disturbing, oh, gross film to watch. Honestly, honestly. Mm. Here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact. Uh, there was 40 minutes shot of at pupil with Rick Schroeder, Ricky Schroeder. Did you guys know that they actually uh, filmed 40 minutes of at pupil, but they ran out of money and then they scrapped it because uh, they tried a year later and Ricky looked a little bit too, uh, much older than a 17 year old. And the mm. person that uh, was playing um, um, McKellen's role was the actor was uh Nicole Williamson, uh, the guy who played Merlin in oh, yeah. Excalibur. Huh, yeah. So there's 40 minutes of that, and that would have been actually cool. This yeah, the, like there's. The I had the read there's kind of. a. Yeah. There was a long story. It's a kind of a, a long uh, uh, process of trying to get this made, and they'd gone yeah. through different iterations. Where thank uh, God they did. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Joe. Yeah, because that because now. When we go to the conventions, we don't have to deal with Rick Schroeder. The app pupil conventions that people—they're <laughs> they're very popular. <laughs> well, we can't boy, see Brad either. Boy, boy, would that be awkward when all everybody goes to their favorite movies convention, app pupil, and they have to deal with Rick yeah. Schroeder. That's yeah, the yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have your app pupil figures? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because it's you talk about Ian McKellen in this role as opposed to the other. You got to remember, Ian McKellen didn't really break out into movies until around this time. Like this exactly, is, like yeah. you know, Pretty he's cool. an older, he's an older actor, but he came into the game pretty old. It's like what Richard the Third, Gods and Monsters, and this is like yeah. his yeah. kind of his breakout roles before, and then you know, obviously Magneto and whatnot. But like, yeah. it's not like he was around in like the seventies and eighties doing tons of movies. Like he just came yeah. in in the nineties. He was he was on stage, of course. He was doing stage yeah, acting for the longest time. 
All right. Uh, before we get into the next movie, are there any lawsuits or any background stuff <laughs> know about Mr. Harrigan's phone? Before I don't we think move so. On? You're fine. You're no? fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. Not that right. we know of yet. Okay. Well, it's it's a recent film, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mr. Harrigan's phone uh, is about a uh, Craig, a young boy who lives in a small town, befriends a older, reclusive billionaire, Mr. Harrigan, played by Donald Sutherland. The uh, two form a bond over books and eventually an iPhone. Uh, but when the man passes away, the boy discovers that not everything dead is gone and finds himself able to communicate with his friend from beyond the grave through the iPhone that was buried with him. And this is, of course, based on the Stephen King uh, story by the same name. And this came from the collection uh, called If It Bleeds. Now, yeah. I did actually read this one long before it came out, and I can say I was much more in love with the story and the movie itself just seemed long and drawn out and very anticlimactic. So what did you guys happen to think? I, I'm glad to know this before we start talking about this movie, because I don't know about you guys, but I thought this movie was deathly dull. Um, yeah. I really did not like this. This is the worst movie of the five that we're talking about this week by far to me. I, I <laughs> did not like this movie. I did not like it, Sam. I am. I do not like Mr. Harrigan's ham. Um, ah. John, John Lee Hancock is a director that I am not a big fan of. I think he has some movies that are better than others. But anything you can praise about his films, like, I don't know, um, what is it? Uh, uh, what's The Rookie or The Founder? Like, it's not because John Lee Hancock knocked it out of the park of his direction. It's because you have Dennis Quaid or Michael Keaton, like, doing their job. Mm. His movies are so bland and so tiresome. Oh. And this is just another little one. Things. It's like, oh the little things. Is all, oh. Little things. Terrible yeah. movie. Ah. Oh. Yeah. So watching yeah. this one, I'm like, well, it's on, it's on Netflix. So like, it's not like a huge expense for me to be like, let me put on Mr. Harrigan's phone. But oh boy, this was just dull as dishwater. It was, it was uh, not a... I'm actually <laughs> glad to hear you guys say that because I really enjoyed this story and I was really looking forward to this movie coming out. And then I'm sitting there watching it and as minute as minute is just ticking off the clock. I'm just like sinking in my chair going... This is not what I had envisioned. This so I didn't so know the story at all. So, boring. so oh. I, I was, I didn't know where it was going. So I'm like, so when's, when's the fun start? When did something actually happen? Interesting. That was, it cool. was so much more interesting reading it, you know? Wow. And I, st I, I, it's a cool premise. I like, yeah, the premise. I like, <laughs> I like Stephen King stories. They're kind of laborious to read. Cause I've stated this before. Like, he can take six pages to describe the color of this desk. And <laughs> it's, uh, but reading that book made the story, that particular one, I guess probably because it was such a short story. Uh, he wasn't taking as long. He was explaining things much more succinctly. The story moved along so much better. You painted this wonderful picture in your head as you turn page after page, but then to finally see it come to fruition on screen was just such a, let down i i didn't mind it um i didn't love it i gave it three cuts um but i you know i was interested in the story i, I didn't necessarily you know when i was done i kind of it's one of those that i found kind of immediately forgettable um yeah. but i i didn't i didn't find it boring 
I, I did, I was into the story. I felt like it could have gone in more interesting places mm -hmm. than it did. And I do feel like the setup to the phone took way too long to get there. Yeah. And I, and yes. I, mm -hmm. I, I think that, that it was nice. I mean, I get it. Cause he's trying to, um, he's he's trying to set up the relationship and 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 between these two and and have it be kind of heartfelt but i i think you, he could have done it sooner and i agree with about this guy um uh i Kelly like the, the, yeah they're they're very um very 90s feeling movies you know yes. or you know 80s 90s feeling movies that that are of the very gener generic variety um yeah. but I didn't mind it. I, I think it's a similar story to at pupil in a way, because it's a relationship yeah. between a young guy and an older guy. And, uh, I actually kind of liked this one better than at pupil, but. Uh, oh, I would agree with you on that one. <laughs> I would definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, think I thought it was, I thought perfectly. it was fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah, you know who I, I want to give credit to is the the Joe Tippett who plays the dad. I, I I actually liked his performance. I thought he was I actually kind of gave a shit about him, which yeah. he, I I almost would have rather watched it about him and his son trying to figure things out because that was a more interesting story to me. To be yeah, so. I I think what's not helping is that I think Mike Flanagan's like so good at this at this mm, point. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but with, with his various adaptations of things, as far yeah. as guys get like he's taking the mantle i think from frank darabont i guess as far as like guys yeah. that seem to get how to do king and make it mm -hmm. interesting yeah because sure. there's a lot of king adaptations that suck right that's oh, not yeah. a mystery <laughs> that's not news uh, right. but there's like there's a there's a good handful that really work and i think part of that where that success comes from i think is knowing how to handle when these stories that don't like lean on the horror that are just like these kind of uh, like family tales or domestic tales or suburban life or whatnot when there's a director that knows how to make that interesting, yeah, cool. Like it, it feels like yeah. some of these are just like they're dull to me anyway because they're waiting to get to the stuff and then they're not that good at doing the stuff. Hmm. I like, thought, you know, one that came out a couple years ago that I thought was was fairly effective. It wasn't great, but I thought it was more effective. Was nineteen? What was it? Nineteen twenty-two. Oh, um, I, I thought that was okay. Awesome. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. And I uh, I, and of course I well, this is Mike Flanagan, but I I loved um, Gerald's game. Gerald's game, was fantastic. Yeah. And 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 yeah, that was that is one that could have been very boring, right? Because it's this woman tied to a bed through most of it. But but yeah, I think it takes. I don't know. It it. I think you get too many if you have a very generic styled filmmaker making a Stephen King movie. It you wind up with with this kind of thing rather than yeah. something that's more interesting you know yeah. and there's that's a lot of convention of, i could see going to is gerald's game a gerald's game convention yeah yeah just a bunch of women <laughs> tied to beds yeah okay. well <laughs> and guys you're, you're people with other uh, hey, hands Joe, open. Yeah. And dead husbands here Joe, they do have those conventions but... <laughs> yeah we'll talk later well they have, they have king conventions i'm sure so you probably get some sure weird exactly for like, sure Bruce Greenwood diehard fans or masturbation mm. puppets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Mark, what did you think of this movie? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I guess I was in the mood to watch this, uh, this movie. Um, I like thank God for Stephen King who writes tons of novels and stories because, uh, once he's gone, I know we have these, uh, precious, you know, gems of films of, uh, work for mm. at least my lifetime. I mean, 
I mean, the film isn't scary. You know, there is no horror. There's just Stephen King telling us an important message with a hint of a ghost. And I, I loved it, guys. I loved it. Um, I, I, I wish I had a fireplace roaring and me curled up in a blanket watching this film. Okay. Um, it, I mean, it, it felt like a Stephen King book. I loved it. It, it was I, I, I loved the bully in it. Uh, I don't know who who the actor was. Yeah, I agree. That yeah, was uh, Cyrus Arnold is the actor. He okay. wonderful. Yeah, I'm wonderful. glad you mentioned that, Mark, because he was a great bully and and a believable oh. bully. Not it like was a, a Stephen John, King bully, right? And yeah. a, and a believe, but a believable one. He wasn't overly maniacal. You could mm-hmm. tell there was something under the surface, and you know, because I I felt like the bully in the new it. Or and even the original it the book it he yeah. was a little bit overboard and maybe there was a reason for it but but he was a bit much um but this guy you could tell this is a real bully you know this yeah. is what real shine bullies. my shoes yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was no marching band in Halloween ends but I mean <laughs> I can, no, I can those agree. were those were fully fleshed out characters that we all love and appreciate their I I can agree that this that he was a he has an interesting face. The, yeah. That actor. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Goes, that and can voice. go a long way. And voice, yeah, yeah. just yeah. his presence like works. Well, there's a course. Joey Joey Ramone quality to him. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. No, no, I. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it, it, it had a really good message, you know, with phones and, uh, you know, hmm. how it's gonna, you know, like possess you in a way and and take over your life as it had done. And uh, hmm. so yeah, I thought there was an, a nice little message in it and. Yeah, there was some like tiny creepy moments, but it was just a nice Stephen King story where you're not getting grossed out. You're just enjoying a Stephen King story. That's a good so, way of putting it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you liked it, Mark. I'm glad. Like, it's it's a it's a harmless film for sure. It's not that like I don't oh, yeah. feel like I wasted my time, but I was right. like, yeah, I'm good. I I don't need to watch that again, but I'm glad you liked it. I really am. Of course. Yeah. I, I would love to have loved this movie. I would have loved yeah, to watch, watch a new Stephen King adaptation to be like, cool, this did it for yeah. me. It didn't for me this time, but like, I'd rather somebody like it than not. I don't, so. Gerald, I mean, Gerald's game said, did that for me. I was just like, oh Gerald's game, I had to like pause because I had like, because it gets that degloving thing and I'm like, Oh, well, this is making yeah. me uncomfortable. So <laughs> I need to stop for a second here. Yeah. So good. Yeah, there's there's really two good. times I've done that. One is that and the other safe haven in VHS too, where I'm like, I need a break. For a <laughs> 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 this is a lot. Yeah. I'll be I'll curious what Terrifier 2 does to me in a couple hours from now, but Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, let me I don't tend to get too one. um I don't tend to like get grossed out or whatnot, but like well sometimes <laughs> Joe Joe and I recommend that you watch uh Speak no evil, then, if you if you Which want. Speak no oh evil, yeah, the new one on uh, on Shutter, and uh, they're they're it's very uncomfortable. Very and and towards oh yeah the yeah. End. Okay, yeah. I, haven't, yeah, I haven't watched that yet, but yeah, very yeah, uncomfortable. I, uh, yeah, you should watch. You that. guys are freaking me out with talking about that. I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> it's a it's yeah, a difficult watch. watch. It. It's a very difficult yeah. watch. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, actually, it's kind of along the same premise as that other. Uh, the who invited them. Uh, just ah, yeah. you know the uncomfortableness throughout yeah. the entire movie mm-hmm. the um speak no evil is obviously much more of a serious toned one this uh who invited them uh, a little bit more playful mm-hmm. but same concept same idea yeah. yeah uh all right okay was... well hopefully we didn't totally strike out with the last one which is 2007 1408 starring john cusack 
just the fact that it's got John Cusack in it should give it some sort of point. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is based on uh, Stephen King's short novel or short story uh, by the same name about a supernatural writer, Mike Edenslin, who's uh, written a couple books and uh, gets a mysterious postcard in the mail encouraging him not to spend the night in room 1408 at the Dolphin Hotel. And, uh, and he so listens he and goes back on his way, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. He's like, I nice. you, you would think so, but he decides to go in the other direction. Oh, like, okay. That. You can't tell me what to do. I want that room. And even if I got to beg Tony Shalhoub to hire his lawyer to get me in there, I'm gonna. And he does, and then... And then things happen in that room and, you know, he gets an early checkout and turned down yeah. service. Yeah. So uh, what, uh, oh, and I, I can't, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this is also starring Samuel Jackson, who's, as we know, is in everything. Yes. So what did you guys happen to think of 1408? I think Mark should go first this time. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, go ahead. Um, yeah. First time watching it. Uh, I loved it. That's it. No, <laughs> um, ah, good. No, good. no, I, uh, I, I just, I, I liked the interaction with Samuel Jackson and John Cusack, and just the buildup of getting before they even get to room uh, fourteen oh eight. It's just the buildup that just the stories that he's telling them, especially in the elevator about the the maid going into the bathroom for, and the doors closed for moments, and she's gouging her eyes out, laughing hysterically. It, the tension was already risen very high for me to the point where it, when he first knocks on the door, I was like, don't knock on the door. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do that. And he does them all. He does them all. And see, I don't believe in ghosts. So, But ghost stories, like ghost films, scare the shit out of me. I don't believe in ghosts. So I, I felt very much like uh, Cusack's character doing what he was doing, making the jokes of – and saying it's, I would have been doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, I I would have left way sooner than he did, though, because like I think he was, I think he wanted to leave. He's going fuck this when uh, when the window claps on his hand. hand. Yep, that's when he wanted to go. I would have been gone probably when the radio just went off like that. Then I would have taken off. Karen Carpenter even... has never sounded so creepy. Jesus, yes, right. Yeah, right. Right, yeah. They, I, you know, I love when John Cusack gets a weird. I love when he, I, the when they, when he was doing movies like this, when he was kind of taking risk and, and going into thriller mode. I actually really enjoyed that. I, I have fun with this movie. It's not great. It's not one of the best of Stephen King's, but it's one of those that it, I like. There it was fun seeing Sam Jackson. It's fun seeing Tony Shalhoub. Uh, I do like John Cusack in this, and I think he he held his own, and he did a good he 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 added a little to the to the script. I I liked it. I liked it. I wouldn't. It's not the most memorable film. It wasn't like when I was watching it again. I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't really. It never stuck with me when I first saw it that much. But it was one. I'm like, well, I did. I didn't mind the experience. It was so second time. I didn't mind the experience. It's fine. I don't know if I'm going to watch it again. But, you know, there's it's imaginative. It's creepy. I like what they did with the room. I like the ideas with it. So, yeah, there, there's some stuff in here that was probably one of the better ones of this list today. <laughs> I, I got to 
Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I got it. I uh, I hadn't seen this movie since 2007. 2007 was pretty solid year for King. Got this and The Mist coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the buildup for this being pretty like the marketing was pretty strong for this one. Like I think it did pretty well over its time. Yeah. It's like I, probably because it has like stars and has John Cusack and Sam Jackson. And it's like the first King film in a few years since mm-hmm. like what Secret Window. Um, yeah. So I remember going in being like yeah, I like John Cusack and obviously Sam Jackson who has. It's good for him. Second billing on the poster for his five minutes of this movie. <laughs> like, that's wonderful. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I remember walking out of it the first time, being like, "That was pretty good." And I watched it today. I uh, hadn't seen it. I might. I think I like it even more than I when I saw it the first time. I, I can't. I. I've never bothered to make like a top ten Stephen King adaptation list. I don't know if it would make that, but I do think it's really solid. And I think being okay. older, watching it now, despite not having like a daughter, I do think there's a good handle on balancing the sense of scariness and thrills with the idea you know once you like start peeling back the layers of who john cusack's character is i liked that story i like that there is this kind of human drama playing out in his head in addition to the psychological thriller aspects so i thought it's it was well directed i like that the the room is pretty innocuous as far as its design but like mm-hmm. as things obviously it ramps up and whatnot but i like that it's when he even when he gets in there's like this is it this is the room uh-huh. um, i like how it plays with that i like the how expansive this movie is despite being set within one room i thought it handles that well and cusack's great here cusack's doing his job he's bringing this kind of you know wry sense of humor as he does um, I yeah i was I, I i was expecting to be like yeah that's fine but i i think i like this you know a good deal uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a solid like you know seven out of ten instead of a six out of ten that I thought it was <laughs> like. So uh, it does the job. Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think I, I I'd seen this when it first came out. Uh, I think like you, and then I I and I liked it a lot, and but I never revisited it, and I you know I, I've never watched it again until just this time, and I I liked it again. I I feel like it's a little glossy. Uh, for my taste yeah. I, and I, I'd, I'd love to see a, a little edgier version of this or a Mike Flanagan version which I think Mike Flanagan's a very glossy director too but he he does glossy pretty well and I think yeah. he might have made it a little creepier uh, than 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 this and I think this is creepy but, but I think he could have even played it up more it's um, a very mainstream kind of creepy it is it is yeah. a mainstream creepy um, but I, but I I enjoy it and I do think it wouldn't work at all without John Cusack. I think John Cusack yes. really is is strong in this movie, and I think he, I, I, you know, there, there's an argument to be made that he kind of, I don't know what I want to say, he saves it, but, but I think he definitely elevates it with his performance, and I'd love to see because I feel like it's a pretty gritty performance by him, and I'd love to see one a version of this that was a little grittier looking to, to match that performance. But overall, I think it's a good, I love, I love dream logic movies, you know, and, and this has that kind of dream logic going on in, in, in lots of it. And, and, and I thought that his story was pretty interesting, especially with the, you know, when he finally makes contact with his wife and then is it really his wife and all of that, you know, I thought was pretty effective. So this was probably definitely my favorite of the batch um, of these, of these five, although between this and I, yeah, I think I probably liked this better than Halloween ends. I don't know, but, um, but I, I, I probably my favorite of the batch. Yeah. Yeah. Cusack brings a lot of comedy to it. Um, yeah. And it, that it, it helps to film maybe, maybe less, uh, comedic, uh, 
abilities or you know what comes out of uh john would have helped it be a little bit more gritty in case of just you know you know there's a laugh here there's a laugh there there's a great laugh with the with the janitor with with the with the heater and he's going you got come on in and He's going, I'm not going in that fucking room. He's like, yeah. he's like, any idiot could do it. You just pull the box, and then all of a sudden, you know, the janitor's gone. But it, that was that was like the funniest scene, I thought. <laughs> I I appreciate all of the uh the numerology in this film. The sure. 1408 equaling, equaling up to 13. Yeah. Uh the the key code to get in is 6214, which totals up to 13. The address of the hotel is 2254, which totals up to 13. The running time of this movie originally cut on the DVD was one hour, four minutes and eight seconds for 1408. <laughs> no. Yep. Wow. Um, I, I appreciate the, the king-isms that they put in there, you know, like the, the single cigarette that he never, you know, it's like misery. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it saves it until the end. Um, it, it also gave me uh, an essence of like a Jack Torrance type character going mad in that single hotel room instead of the entire hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, but most importantly is if, when he goes to the, the first, the farmhouse to spend the night and he unpacks, he unpacked an item that I thought would have came in very handy for the spending the night in a hotel, which he does not unpack, which is his Chicago White Sox hat. Oh, so. I, I knew you were going to bring that up. You bastard. Well, I had to. So, oh, and I also, I really like those, uh, the phone calls from the front desk, the narration. Yeah, uh, that was just a great way to move the story along. I thought that was just creepy as hell. So I, I dug cool. this quite a bit. So I, I do seem to like John Cusack being stuck in hotels because I'm a big fan of Identity. Also. Oh yeah, I, I like oh, right. oh yeah, love that. I, movie. I, I prefer that movie actually. Yeah, yeah. In terms of things, yeah. Not to take things too off track, but I do. I like that movie quite a bit. Yeah, um, as silly as it is, I do think it's just a lot of good stuff. I, yeah, I watched it when uh, when Ray Liotta passed. I watched it again. I hadn't watched it in a while. I, I saw it in the. Filler. I saw it in the theater when it came out and i haven't i haven't visited i need to revisit that one that one's a good one that yeah. was the that, that it felt like that kicked off the a launch of movies that end with it's all in his head yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there was like yeah. a few of them after that i was like yeah. i guess we're so it, it became pretty predictable after a while i was like i've yeah. seen this like, yeah. and, uh, but the, what saved it is what happened up to that point was still interesting you know what i mean yeah, i don't i don't mind it in identity yeah. i mean just yeah. after that there's other movies like what like right. hide and seek with de niro and yeah dakota it's like a lot of movies are just like the result is exactly what you think it's going to be in these movies. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. You're saying Hollywood repeats itself all the time when something's a hit? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Jesus. No I, it was a surprise to me, too. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, right. Well, hey there, real quick. Uh, rapid fire. Uh, Mark, favorite John Cusack film? Uh, quick, quick, uh, uh, quick. Uh, one Crazy Summer. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, high Fidelity or Say Anything, one of those two. Jimmy. Say anything. Aaron. Gross Point Blank is one of my favorite movies. Shit, Aaron what's with this? Aaron guessed right. It's what, movie, yeah. Why I did I come up with One great. Crazy Summer? Yeah, I don't know where you <laughs> came up with Good movie, Mark. It's a good movie, Grandpa. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I mean, it's a great one, but I can't believe Gross Point Blank did a pop in my yeah. head. Uh, you're either. not a real fan. No, I am. Can I do the second? Sure. The Grifters. I love Grifters. The Grifters. Oh, oh, the Grifters. Fantastic. Great. Yeah, that's oh, a good one. Fantastic yeah. film. Excellent film. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but just I, Angelica Houston on all fours at the end of the movie crying, and you see her back just like 
lurching oh. up and down trying to catch her breath. Yeah. She's Fantastic amazing. Film. Oh my yeah. god. And Annette Benning. Oh my god, that yeah. cast. Ah. So smoking yeah. hot. Now I think oh, I want to watch The Grifters now. Real, real, real quick on, on um, uh, back on fourteen oh eight, but on Gross Point Blake. Gross Point Blake, by the way, is a movie I watch every year on my birthday. Uh, that is huh. my official birthday movie because I just really love it. Nice. nice. Uh, but in Gross Point Blake, there's what's his name, the kickboxer Benny, Benny or Benny the Dragon Aikido. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I just wouldn't remember this, but he's in fourteen oh eight. I really love that he's like the guy that like randomly attacks him that he that he's like seeing from like like uh-huh. Gross Point. Oh, that oh wow! Yeah, that's him. That's it. I was like, oh, Benny's in awesome. <laughs> that's that's great. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah he, he really like cool. he tra- he trained Cusack and kickbox and everything. He's like, oh, he got his friend oh, yeah. Benny in here. That's fun. Yeah, that's wow. fun. And then he's in like the paintings at the like he's, he's one of the guys that's in one of the paintings that's like coming to life or whatever at the end. Hmm. All right, all right. Well, well we're uh, we're done. We are done with You've Joe's picks. All. Yeah, four out of five, Joe. In, I like four I out of five. Kicked in the nuts more times than I care to admit. But, uh, <laughs> four out of five, Joe. It. I love four Mark, out of five. Mark loved him. Mark loved him. So our next episode is Jimmy's pick. So Jimmy, tell us what are your picks for that we should be watching before the next episode. So I was going to get weird, but I decided to do something a little different. I wanted to because I weirdly enough, Aaron. You previewed this. Uh, do you guys hear me okay? Am, have I frozen completely? Yeah, no, just tell us what up. your picks are. Yeah, okay, just tell cool. us what your picks are. So, so we got Popcorn. We got That's, Scream oh, 2. Yeah. These, are, these are all films that have a sequence in a movie theater. That's what these all are. So we okay. have okay. Scream 2, Popcorn, He Knows You're Alone, Final Girls, Fade to Black, and the remake of The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Nice. Ooh, there we go. That's yeah, good. These are good ones, Excellent. guys. These are, we'll have fun with this. We'll have fun yeah, this will be a fun one. Yeah. If we scream too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the first time anybody's picked a sequel to be like part of a, a pick. So that yeah. wasn't a franchise. What's that for Final thing. Girls? What'd you uh, say Final, Final Girls was Fade to Black, which is on AMC+. Okay. Plus. Only one of these you might have. Final Girls you might have to rent, but oh, it's such a good movie. So I, I, I really want you to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you um, text that to the group? So, yeah. I will. Awesome. Yes. Well, cool. I want to thank our, uh, I don't, Aaron, what's your last name? Newworth. Newworth. I, I want to thank Aaron Newworth for joining us today. That was a special surprise and a, and a, and a fun joke on Jimmy. And I, I, um, I actually felt like uh, we were the girlfriends and like, <laughs> and he's the wife and he came to get the husband. And like, we just got caught. I'm like, what the hell? But now we're like friends. We're drinking wine at a cafe going, going, fuck that guy. He's a piece of shit. He didn't tell you. He... So, uh, Aaron, what's the name of your podcast again, and where can people check it out? Uh, my podcast is called Out Now with Aaron and Abe, hosted by my friend Abe and I. It's available on iTunes and everywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, new episodes <laughs> pretty much Daily. bi-weekly at this by point hour, right now. Aaron. It's got so much content yeah. coming out. Nice. I, um, I, I am also a writer. I write for We Live Entertainment for movie reviews. Awesome. And um, I'm on Why So Blue for Criterion and Blu-ray reviews. And I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. Beautiful. Yeah. So everyone check out Aaron. He's amazing. I yeah. love this guy. 
It was a lot of fun yeah. having you here. Hopefully, we can have you get back. And uh, I'd be happy to come back. But yeah, this is a lot of fun. I was yeah. happy. This all this worked out wonderful. I, I pitched Joe this bizarre idea, and he was like, "Yes, that sounds great." And it yeah. worked yep. it, it, exactly the way I wanted it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I love the surprise. I yeah. this, this was awesome. It was great. This is great, Aaron. I'm so happy to see you tonight. That'd yeah, be, I'm, I'm happy you had a fun time with this. Yeah, it was <laughs> a lot yeah, of fun. I don't, I don't like spoilers. This was this was wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, it was we purposely nice. kept Mark nice. in the dark. That's yeah. fun. I like that there's two people <laughs> that are surprised by that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, everybody out there, join us on what am I saying? I'll go to <laughs> www.cinescarehorror.com more hosts so. <laughs> and buy our merchandise. We've got t shirts, we've got bath mats, we've got phone cases, we've got phone cases. Yeah, we've got uh, pillows and, and snuggly things. Shower curtains. Shower curtains, yeah, uh, for you uh, and support our show. Also go to uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever you buy books and check out my new novel, The Last House, which uh, earned the number one new release uh, tag recently and is doing okay. So <laughs> I'm getting a lot of good feedback. Yeah, Yay. thank you. Um and uh so check it out that's the last house by matthew speak and also we'd like to thank our sponsor the ugly mug coffee house in burbank california please come here if you come to burbank to check out all the horror stores stop by the ugly mug and support them and it's the ugliest mug in burbank it sure is and they've got some great coffee and drinks so and J jimmy and i meet there a lot jimmy goes that's there all the time it's a great place time. so love it uh, and and follow them on Instagram, and you'll see a video with me playing Michael Myers. So that's uh, the Ugly Mug Coffee House. So follow them on Instagram. Uh, I guess that's it. So we will see and hang around after the in after our theme song, Aaron. So we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs> One crazy summer. What? <laughs> Shit, what, what the fuck was I thinking? What? Why did I come up with one crazy summer?